a radio show that confesses Christ without confusing the law and the gospel. A radio show that takes scripture seriously without taking ourselves so seriously. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. And the problem that God has with that is that he didn't command it or institute it. He, he, he only wants images that he commands and institutes to be made. And when he makes himself, when, it, when the scripture says that Jesus is the very image of God, then he has made an image of himself for us, Jesus. And if we were to not have pictures of Jesus, then we would be breaking the second commandment. But now all this rests upon this moment and that you must do the right thing in order to reap the benefits of this. If you're going to be forgiven, if you're going to be atoned for, if you're going to get the imputed righteousness of God, you must then do this. And and this is what's so terrible about what we call decision theology is that it, it takes everything away of the gospel and puts it all back on the law. I mean, this is a stop-the-press sort of thing to see God, you know? Wow! That's amazing! Stop the song! Tell us about that! That's great! Three, two, one. Ready or not, here we come. This is Table Talk Radio. Everyone's hiding. <laughs> We're going to find you. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, well, welcome I'm to still, Table Talk I'm Radio. still laughing from your... <laughs> From your comment before you started the bump, let's get this over with. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel every week. That's what our listeners are thinking now. Yeah, oh, they, let's just get this finished. They look at their iPods and see another show on Table Talk Radio is updating. Like, oh, well, I'll get over with now. <laughs> no, actually, the listeners are going to particularly like today's program because uh, we're going to be spending um, half of the show listening to our listeners. So we're going to yeah, uh, play bumper sticker hey. theology and church sign theology. Uh, for those of you who have called into our voicemail system, uh, and that phone number is 1-800-385-SOLA, 1-800-385-SOLA. And uh, you can record your bumper stickers and your church signs to that phone number. And uh, people, ha- I think people have that number as a speed dial in their phone. And then, That's uh, good thinking. Yeah, you know you don't want to be unprepared when you see uh, terrible theological bumper stickers. Um, I pulled over by the way yesterday and took a picture of a uh, church sign. I was going to send it to you. That I thought I didn't need to send it to you. I'm also part of the show. <laughs> I sent you a picture. Keep it I walked into one of the other dorms here on campus, and uh, on the bulletin oh, yeah, board was your uh, was your baptismal certificate. I hey, thought, what, what is this doing here? Uh, we are we are uh, cooking away, by the way, on our confirmation certificate, and probably by time this show goes on the air, we'll be ready to go with this thing, or very close. So, well, you need to start cooking on your ordination certificate. Theoretically. <laughs> well, you got a while. Gradu- <laughs> graduate graduation certificate. Yeah, yeah. Doubtful. <laughs> Uh, yeah. In, end of talk radio show certificate. <laughs> Table talk radio point certificate. That's what that's what you should do. Oh yeah, that would be nice. That's what you should do. Some big, huge eleven by seventeen Table Talk Radio points. One for, Table Talk. Radio for every million Table Talk Radio points you get, you turn them in for a Table Talk Radio certificate. Yeah. I don't know. That that's putting a little bit too much value on the. Because paper does cost like what three cents a page. Exactly. So that's that's too much. Okay, and then and then the last part of the program, we're gonna be playing Ten Commandments in the News, and especially looking at some attention. You know, there's been a lot going on in the news lately. Uh, we have these 
earthquakes going on, uh, tsunamis, and then all this radiation thing going on in Japan. And so uh, paying special attention to uh, is the end near? You know, Jesus talked about uh, there being uh, earthquakes and famine and, and uh, wars and rumors of wars. Uh, so is this the end? Uh, we're going to be talking about that in the last part of the program. So awesome. Let's start with some buzzwords. Uh, Pastor, my theological buzzword for you is enlightenment. It's not really a theological oh. buzzword, is it? But uh, it's a word we can talk yeah, about. Yeah, that counts. Enlightenment. Um, and I'm going to give you the Theopedia definition of the word, although I didn't find what? it by you the are? random article. Uh, I'm just not Still, cre- this is something. <laughs> I'm just not insightful enough to bring up a, a good definition of these words, so I'll let the Calvinists I, by the do way, it. Fa- someone's noted on our Facebook fan page that, uh, that um, the three people that are still talk on that thing, uh, noted, someone noted that our audio is easier to share on Facebook than issues etc. audio and things like this. Mm. Did you? And I said that must have been purely by accident because Evan is against <laughs> yeah, I was against say Facebook, that. against Theopedia. But here you are using the Theopedia definition. I'm not against Theopedia. I'm just against Calvinist. So it's like, it's like uh, you know when you get, when you go to a family reunion and you get the, all those people you never see, and yet you're supposed to act like, oh hey, you know, I'm best friends with you. Um, that's kind of what it's like. Uh, anyway, um, like, what's like going to Theopedia for you? I, by the way, think that I have some work to do because we had a lot of good feedback on, uh, Dr. Fikensher, uh, guest hosting. <laughs> <laughs> like, Man, uh, I, my jo- I know you offered him the job and he refused, uh, that great honor. Uh-huh. Uh, but, but, uh, I was thinking I, I should probably get my act together. So I did, I did like 40 or 35, 40 seconds of show prep today. Hmm. Wow, that's way more. Trying than to you win my do. spot back, trying to win my way back to the hearts of our listener. Yeah, I'm still filing false allegations to get him fired, so he has nothing else to do than to uh, <laughs> to be on Table Talk Radio. <laughs> good plan, Evan. That'll be good. That's a, that's like the parable, like the guys who want to kill the son so they can inherit the farm. You know? <laughs> right, right. Wait a minute. When did ever uh, people get to inherit the the property of the guy they murdered? That just does not make much sense. <laughs> So you get Dr. Fikincher fired so that he could come and work with I oh, prefer yeah. the parable of the shrewd, the shrewd servant who is commended by Jesus. <laughs> That's how I look at it. That's how you roll. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Enlightenment, according to Theopedia, Ugh. generally refers to the 18th century intellectual and philosophical developments in Europe. The movement advocated rationality as the sole criteria for establishing an authoritative system of ethics and knowledge. I think that's a pretty good definition. So it's all about um, rationality. That that uh, what, what everything boils down to, as far as morality or ethics or belief or knowledge, it's all about rationality. Nice. You think that's an yeah, okay working definition? Uh, yeah, I think that's good. You, the Enlightenment, their big deal was they uh, they started recovering all these old Greek guys. You know, they started reading. Uh, apparently, the Arabs were reading all the. Uh, Aristotle and stuff, but the Europeans had stopped paying attention to that. I, who knows if that's true? I doubt it. But they started reading all these old philosophers, um, and then they get uh, and now they uh, and now they start to like the world, things like this. So. Hmm. All right, what do you have for a theological buzzword? I was looking through the appendix, the glossary of Lutheranism 101 uh, for the word enlightenment, but can't find it here. Uh, oh, oh yes, uh, my buzzword did come from the random Theopedia article, because while I did do some show prep, I didn't want to do that much. Uh, and it is <laughs> don't apologetics. Don't burden yourself. <laughs> apologetics. Uh, don't worry. Don't worry. 
You don't you never need to be afraid of that, Evan. Uh, the verbal defense of the faith. Now, I think this is important because we have the word apologize. It, this comes from the Greek word apologia, um, which is apo from logia means word, idea, thing. Uh, like in the beginning was the word, the logos. That's what it says John one one. Now, so from from speaking or from wording from from the idea, apology then in the classic sense means to make a defense. Apology now means to say that you're sorry for something. So this is a common. So like we. So the uh, uh, the apology uh, of the Augsburg Confession, for example, doesn't mean that the Lutherans were saying, "Hey, we're really sorry for writing the Augsburg Confession." It means they're defending the Augsburg Confession. And apologetics is the same sort of thing. It's simply the defense of the faith. Now there's a handful of different schools of apologetics. Um, the, there's a more philosophical school of apologetics. Uh, there's a more there's the uh, kind of historically based apologetics, which are popular amongst our Lutheran uh, apologetics guys. Um, and and a lot of what we go do here, in fact, when we play Ten Commandments in the news, we'll tag on this little casual apologetics game, which means defending the faith against the uh, against the reason that people have for rejecting the faith. So that's apologetics. Evan's big fan of this apologetics. So when, uh, I don't know who it was, Justin Timberlake or whoever, sang that song, Too Late to Apologize, he wasn't talking about too defending late things. To apologize. <laughs> too late That's a, that's the problem. See, apologetics is a common word, but it's it just is a it's almost the exact opposite of the way that apologize is. Right, yeah, yeah. So, so uh, that's why it's important to, to to explain this sort of thing. Yep. You know, it's a kind of I mean, I think it's important not to just explain what apologize, but this apology of the Augsburg Confession, which is one of the most brilliant theological uh, essays written, the Apology of the Augsburg Confession. It's beautiful piece, but people, you know, already at the title get out of whack with it. So. Hmm. I'm looking up apologetics in the glossary of Lutheranism 101. All right, let me know what it, no, it's not what here. it says. Uh, in the meantime, we'll hit the first uh, church sign, uh, and, and here it is. Hey guys, this is Andy from Paola, Kansas. I saw a church sign while I was out today. And it said, attitude determines altitude. I wonder if you could uh, guess the church body from the church sign. Okay, so I paused the, the phone message here. And he oh, this is so it. dangerous. <laughs> attitude determines altitude. It must be some altitude. high church. Altitude. <laughs> 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 All right. Oh, boy. That was a terrible joke. Uh, let's see here. Uh, uh, so we want to guess that you, uh, altitude det- attitude determines altitude. So how you th- how you feel, how you're getting along, your your view towards life determines apparently where you'll be in the afterlife, up or down. I'm, that's how I'm reading into this thing. Is that you think that's a fair yes. uh, exegetical? You should uh, guess. Treatment? We have about thirty seconds. Oh, I'm going to guess that the absolute worst place for this to be would be on a Lutheran church. So I'm going to guess the worst. Assemblies of God, Pentecostal oh, Church in Paola. Ah, <laughs> you're relieved. Good. Yeah, I know as it. well you should be. Uh, all right, well that's the church. Site. Let's talk about what what that is trying to get towards after this break. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. You can call us with your church signs or bumper stickers. One eight hundred three eight five Sola. Don't go away. Move it on up.
That's it. We can do no other. Table Talk Radio. Hey, pastors, is that all too plain? Does a cassock and surplus leave you feeling like you're an Anglican priest? Affordable Chausables is here to spice up your liturgical garments and meet all of your Chausable needs. Affordable Chausables make men's Chausables and stoles custom to your specifications. For order in, ordering information, visit affordablechausables.webstarts.com. Affordablechausables.webstarts.com. And here's a bit of pastoral advice. If you get the Chausables a gift, then when people say, Hey, Pastor, how come you're dressed like the Pope? You can say, It was a gift. It's Welcome back to Table Talk Radio. I forgot to apologize for the bumper music in today's program. Uh, prior to... Did you know what that song is, Pastor? Uh, uh, no, apologize is different than apologetics, though, so you don't get that. <laughs> I wasn't going for it there. Good try. You don't know what that is? Um, <laughs> uh, Friday, you're, Friday. You're totally no, I don't recognize the, it. You're in the digital dust here. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm pulling it up here. Uh, but okay, so so this uh, YouTube video by Rebecca Black um, called Friday it has it came out in oh I don't know two weeks ago three weeks ago and uh, has 82 million views. <laughs> what? So, in fact, this is going to be interesting because we're recording today on uh, uh, Monday, April 4th. So when you guys hear this, you can go look it up on YouTube see how many hits there are. Uh, so there's 82 million now, but it's the single most disliked video of YouTube history with 1.6 million dislikes. <laughs> wow. So I thought, that sounds perfect How for many do we have radio. to go to get to that? I know. <laughs> I know. I, I need to check that out. So uh, anyway, it's uh, it's kind of a viral video at the moment. Right. But I forgot. Have you ever gone viral? I think one time we had like seven or eight views on one of our YouTube things. How many Facebook viewers do we have now, or whatever they call them, members? What do they call uh, them? Friends. Friends. Um, I don't know. I'll check. Okay. I'll check. Seventeen, eighteen, something like that. Okay. Yeah, uh, so this that, this bumper sticker uh, attitude determines altitude. I think you hit it, Pastor. That you're. It's kind of this positive mental attitude uh, that if you if we can just have a better it's kind of the Joel Osteen theology right if we can just have a better uh, positive attitude about things things are going to get better and stuff like that so well let's hit the voicemail system again uh, this one is um, a little bit more interesting here it is hey guys this is Randall from Pennsylvania and I happened to see a very interesting bumper sticker today in the parking lot Wait, can you pause the it there visitors parking hold on, hold on. Did you did he, did he say his name was Ramble? That's what I thought. Here I'll I'll play it. I'll turn it over. <laughs> That's the coolest name. I'm gonna start calling you that nickname. Hey Ramble. I don't. Of the two of us, I think that name applies to you more than me. <laughs> As evidenced by your sermon that yesterday. Is awesome. Yeah. True enough. <laughs> okay. <laughs> is it just me or is Pastor rambling in this sermon? <laughs> All right. Here's the message again. Hey guys, this is Ramble from Pennsylvania, and I oh, happened to see a very interesting awesome. bumper sticker today in the parking lot, in the, the visitor's parking lot at uh, the hospital. And this bumper sticker said, I would tell you to go to hell, except that I work there and I don't want to see you every day. 
<laughs> you might enjoy that. Thanks. Have a great time. Love your show. Bye. Boy, I, I hope that person doesn't park their car at work. <laughs> Maybe this that's is, uh, why they're parking. Is... That's why they're parking the visitor section. It's some nurse that works there. <laughs> she has to park the visitor <laughs> section so her boss doesn't walk by. I know. Can you imagine you're driving up? The, you're driving through like the Arby's uh, drive-through, and you see the employee parking, and the guy says, well, <laughs> "There's a guy's bumper sticker. I'm not sure if I want to buy a burger from this guy." <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Or whatever. Uh, I don't know where. It would be it, that would be most telling to know where the guy works. I would how did it go again? I would tell you to go to hell, except for I work there and I don't <laughs> want to see you every day. Holy smokes! It's like how can I how can I uh, insult every stranger and every friend with one bumper sticker? I know. Usually people people give them a CD of Table Talk Radio, but bumper stickers are effective too, um, offend, offending all your friends. <laughs> I was thinking about that, you know. We we used to, you know, be on the radio. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, we still are on on a little station in Colorado. But um, I was listening to our show one day. I don't know why, is by accident, and uh, I was like, "There's no way any radio station would play us. <laughs> All we do is make fun of Calvinists and talk about uh, how we're sinners in need of God's grace. I mean, that that just doesn't belong on on radio." I well yeah now, now why the question of why anyone would listen to us goes much deeper perhaps <laughs> than, than just that but it's a and the Calvinists by the way deserve it I mean for heaven's sakes or if they don't deserve it at least it's probably it's preordained but uh, but uh, but it's true that there is so much fantastic false doctrine but this I do not think this is necessarily a I mean there's false doctrine in this bumper sticker but there's more there's more pro, this is more like anger management problems <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know this person could uh, could could learn a little by reading Gene Edwards Veith stuff about vocation or uh, how to win friends and influence people <laughs> by Dale Carnegie <laughs> Yeah, that would work. Too. Either way, either way. <laughs> Maybe start with. I mean, the, so you know, we ladder. say our, our little theory is that bumper stickers are manifestations of worldviews, but in this case, uh, bumper stickers are are perhaps manifestations of mental illness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Okay, well, here's oh, another bumper sticker. Hi, it's uh, Bonnie in Kansas. Um, I just saw a car that had about 800 Obama bumper stickers on it, and there was one that said Jesus was a Jewish liberal. So uh, there you go. See ya. All right. Jesus was a Thank Jewish you. liberal. I, uh, we did we talk about this one before? Maybe because um, it seems like we were planning to put the best construction on this word "liberal" before. Does that mm. ring any bells? I think so. Uh, maybe during the presidential election, um, God is not a Republican. That's we had that one. I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, sure. Yeah. 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 Right. Uh, Jesus was uh, a Jewish liberal. Now, this is okay. Now, uh, what this is maybe tapping into is the fact that most uh, Jewish people, Jewish Americans, anyhow, are liberals. This is the weirdest thing to me. I mean, the Jews in Germany. Now, someone who actually knows history will probably want to correct me, like our friend Gervais Charmley, and his uh, and his library of Calvinist history books over there in England will probably correct me on this. But uh, the Jews basically the Jews basically invented socialism over in Europe, and then as you see how well that did. It's crazy. But then you have it's it's a weird thing, uh, Judaism and socialism, or Judaism and liberalism. I I don't quite understand it. 
especially when you have the the um, the Democratic Party in this country, which is perhaps the least pro-Israel of any sort of political thing. Now, I, I'm not going to keep my own views on Israel to myself for 30 seconds or so uh, till another show. But this is a it's a weird sort of thing that you have the this kind of uh, pro-Palestinian anti-Israel uh, take in our modern thing and but still it doesn't affect the jewish vote it's it's weird but that's um, so that's just a start uh this idea of jewish liberalism but then to say that jesus was a jewish liberal is just kind of uh i don't know what i mean where, where would you have any sort of evidence for that mm, i don't know but um the fact that the person had 80 obama bumper stickers on the fact uh, on the back of the car. 800, yeah. Yeah. Uh, tells me that evidence isn't uh, that big of a deal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe true enough. Je- Jesus is always crafted after people's own image. It's this kind of, you know, the idea. Who said it was Mark Twain that said uh, God created man's image and then man returned the favor? Was that Mark Twain or some guy like that? But uh, this is this is really true with um, Jesus, with the scholarship on Jesus. So you have the Jesus seminar uh, guy who you're going to debate or you're going to have debate Dr. Scare here in a few weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's the Jesus seminar. He, how, who, what does Jesus look like to the Jesus seminar guys? Well, he, he looks like a, a 19th century liberal academic professor is who he ends up looking like, you know. And I remember a couple years ago going out on the street doing these interviews and uh, asked people what they thought about Jesus. And everyone loves Jesus. And you ask him a little bit more. And it's just turned out that Jesus is just kind of like them, you know. So how do we know he was a liberal? Well, he wore sandals. He grew out his hair. He ate all organic food. (laughs) (laughs) Surely he had to be. He was basically a hippie, you know. Yeah. Yeah, well. For what it's worth, uh, I guess uh, you can. Uh, you can well, uh, this is interesting though, because we, we always do talk about this relationship of uh, of bumper stickers together. So that the fact that you do have the the uh, political left bumper stickers uh, along with this one, I think, is very telling. So there, uh, there is going to be, and this is going to be huge, I think, in the next election. Is that um, is that the religious vote? You know, has, the, basically the religious vote has gone to the right, and there's and the um, there's got to be an assault on that t- trend, and it's got to be with stuff like this. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, uh, we're gonna hit this next commercial break and come back and play Ten Commandments in the news. Um, just to let you know that debate that Pastor was talking about takes place on May 15th. You can listen to that right here on TabletalkRadio.org. Uh, there'll be a way to listen live to that broadcast. And also what we're going to do is we're going to um, let you call in and pose your questions to either Dr. David Scare or Dr. Robert Price. Again, Robert Price is um, uh, author of books such as The Case Against the Case for Christ or uh, Jesus is Dead. or He's a fellow of the Jesus Seminar, so he'll be dating uh, Dr. Scare, David Scare, about dating? whether... Debating. Debating. Uh, David Scare about whether or not Jesus rose from the dead. That's May 15th uh, from 8 to 10 Eastern Time. Again, you can check that out at tabletalkradio.org. We're right back. Take your the news. Don't go away. Slip and fall. He will go save us. Well, my God, fails to look 
You really are listening to Table Talk Radio. Did Jesus rise from the dead? Can we trust the New Testament documents? Is it possible it was all a hoax? Listen to a live two-hour debate between Dr. David Scare, professor at Concordia Theological Seminary, and Dr. Robert White, author of the book, The Case Against the Case for Christ. The debate takes place Sunday, May 15th, beginning at 6 p.m. Mountain Time, 8 p.m. Eastern, all on tabletalkradio.org. show was just six words long. Welcome back to Table Talk Radio. <laughs> Gary pointed out that the song is actually seven words long. I, well, it, songs is uh, as a contraction. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So. okay. <laughs> just want to make sure we get it right on Weird Al. <laughs> I know. I thought the same thing. But, We're going to uh, use that for our next uh, praise song cruncher bump, right? We are? Because of the oh, repetition? Yeah, because of the repetition. Yeah, very good. Yeah, and they, uh, and also and also uh, because of the repetition. <laughs> <laughs> what do they call those songs? The the Seven Eleven songs. You have uh, seven words sung eleven times. Right. Yeah. And you get a free Slurpee. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. All right, one more bumper sticker. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> like this song and like the phrase song. I think I'm well. You know why I get this because I'm. I can tune. I can channel these mystics. Anyway, we're that's changing the topics because we are still talking about bumper stickers and church signs and listening to our email. Still, we are. We're listening to our emails? halfway through the show already. How are we listening to our emails? Listening to our voicemails. <laughs> and what's the number, Pastor? One eight hundred Sola. Oh come on! You have three numbers to remember because eight hundred is kind of automatic. One eight hundred four two nine Sola. No, no, no. Solo, is that how you said? <laughs> solo? No, Sola. Oh, okay. Uh, 1-800-385-SOLA. All right. Uh, we have one more voicemail to listen to, and this one is a, is a church sign. Here it is. Hi, this is Will from New Jersey. I know it's not a bumper sticker, but a church sign says, Win a free trip to heaven. Details inside. Thank you. Wow. Free trip to heaven. They're giving trips to heaven away. Detail inside. It's probably not a round trip, though, so you got to watch out. <laughs> well, that would be a good thing. Um, um, I Let's see. Want a free trip to heaven? Details inside. This is uh, uh, this is kind of just taking the marketing thing, you know, win a free whatever, details. Ask me about, you know how if you go to the store, like uh, Village Inn, ask me about Kids Eat Free Wednesday button, they say. That kind of thing, and uh, and then it's just putting a little, uh, hey, we're church, so we got something else. We got trips to heaven, not just trips to Istanbul or whatever. Hey, speaking of trips, though, by the way, I got a not free trip. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, we're gonna uh, Warren Graff, you know, Pastor Graff down at Grace in Albuquerque, and mm-hmm. I are gonna do this trip over Steps of Saint Paul to, and oct- we leave October thirty first, two thousand and eleven. Uh, this should be a that's not too far away. Sort of thing. I know. So start saving up now. If you save uh, what two hundred bucks a month between now and then, you won't be in debt, except for the tips and 
you know. Well, they're not tipping the tour guide. You don't have to tip me, no. Uh, but we get, we'll have a local tour guide. Oh, so it's seven days in Turkey. You go to all the steps of St. Paul stuff in Turkey, and then you leave Ephesus or Miletus, and, and you go on a three-day Greek Isle cruise, which includes, I'm kind of excited about this, uh, the grotto in Patmos, where St. John uh, received the revelation of Jesus there, and a couple of the Greek islands. And then you spend uh, three days in, in, uh, in Athens and Corinth, and then fly home from Athens. So you fly into Istanbul, home from Athens, uh, round trip, right around three grand uh, for the trip. So, uh, so if anyone's interested, then let me know. I uh, went to a grotto in oh, where were we? It was when we were on this this uh, road trip during spring break to Texas and and back and and I think we we're in like Alabama, some uh, some monastery there. But they had this this just ginormous grotto carved out of all this you know cement and whatever else they they use. And so we're looking at this, and it had just this complete wall just of this magnificent, you know, thing. And then pretty soon this cat starts walking down, and it looked like it was, like, walking over St. Peter's Basilica and, and across. It was it was so hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like straight cats in the grotto. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so, I'll right. tell you a story about when I first arrived in Jerusalem when I was horsing around over there, and it was in the old city, and everything was locked up except for the cats, and I thought I was going to get mugged by these two guys. That's another time. Yeah. We need to get t- talk about something substantial or else we're going to be uh, falling, you know. Well, bring on the bumper stickers we're, we're, then. <laughs> we're we're going <laughs> to we're, we're gonna have to join teams with the God Whispers if we don't talk about something before uh, the show ends. So, <laughs> <laughs> Love you guys. Oh, it's true. All right. Oh, yeah. uh, let's I love do the some, God Whispers let's do and some... CPH. I love CPH, by the way. Yes. We got one more voicemail to listen to. You were going to press play, but never did. No, I did. Remember? Oh, we did. Oh, oh, oh. What, what did it say again? I forgot. Uh, free trip to heaven. Details. Rind- oh, yeah. So, let's, yeah, so we got to respond to that. Um, uh, free trip to heaven. So it's the problem is this. Uh, uh, here's the big word here that's wrong with that whole thing is the word win. Hmm? Because uh, Jesus, you, you do not win heaven. That's just, in fact, it's works righteousness if you want to take it literally. I mean, I know the thing is a joke. All right, fine. But still, uh, jokes are no excuse for bad theology, no matter how much Evan tries to convince you otherwise. Uh, Because this is the most serious of things. Jesus is the one who has won um, eternal life for us by his death on the cross. He, He is the victor there, not us. And it's given to us, it's shared with us by his mercy and grace. So <clears throat> you do not win heaven. Uh, <clears throat> that is given to you as pure gift. Yeah, right. And, it, and I'd be interested in the details inside, too. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> what are the de- what, what's the catch? Yeah. You know? What's the small print? <laughs> right. All right, let's, uh, let's do some Ten Commandments in the news. Now watch this. I'm going to run you through a couple of different headlines, uh, and then you tell me what, and then we're going to kind of go at a, a macro thing on this. Libyan rebels retake much of key oil town. That's from the AP six hours ago. Next, um, managing irradiated water is uh, Fukushima priority. The company running the Fukushima Daiichi nuclear power plant has begun releasing low radioactive wastewater into the sea. And then uh, General Petraeus' Koran burning poses security threat in Afghanistan. A recent Florida church burning of the Koran has created an additional serious security challenge in Afghanistan, warning General Petraeus. Uh, so this Florida church did burn the Koran? Apparently. 
This was yeah. from uh, this is from CBS News today, uh, April fourth. Is that today? Yes. Yeah, that's today. Just now, ten uh, seventeen. So you can see how uh, recently I pulled it up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, there's a it, I, there's a picture here. Afghan protesters burn an effigy of U.S. President Barack Obama during a demonstration in Jalalabad, which I think is a cool name for a town. Jalalabad, Afghanistan, on the Sunday the 3rd. So uh, it is, of course, not inciting – apparently it's not inciting riots in the United States that the Afghanis are burning uh, uh, little uh, papier-mâché President Obama's. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they, we better not be burning the Quran over here because that creates violence over there. Okay, so you got these three, well, uh, I'll admit, these three news stories. I'll admit that that is kind of apples and oranges. I mean – a religious leader, I mean, a religious holy book versus a political leader. Yeah, I don't know if people were burning um, little statuettes of, uh, like, uh, uh, Osama bin Laden or something, how that would go. Yeah. But I don't suspect that would be real well received. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't think burning any picture of someone or any very important uh, religious book is is meant to be well received. I mean, for heaven's sakes, if well, that's you wanted why you're them doing to be it, right? your friends, you wouldn't set them on fire, <laughs> right? But that I mean that that's why you're doing it. So it's not I mean, that it would be offensive to the person. So you're not intending it to be well received. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's like, look, I have no hard feelings, but I'm going to burn your holy book. <laughs> right. <laughs> no hard feelings, Pope, but I'm going to burn this letter. <laughs> the papal bull. Little... Right. Okay. All right, so these are now. Now, okay, so you want to do? We want to pick one of these stories and do a little um. What and do a little Ten Commandments in the news? Sure. How much time do we have in this segment? This seems like it's dragging out. About a minute. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's, so pick one. Let's go ahead and do the Quran burning one because I have no All idea right. what to, what commandments are being involved in the other other ones like the radioactive water. I I don't know. So uh, let's go with the Quran burning. Um, now when when you uh, are dealing with uh, another religion's holy book, uh, who are they are calling God, or in their language, Allah, which is, by the way, just the uh, Arabic term for God. So uh, Christians who speak Arabic will refer to uh, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, God as Allah. Um, when you when you uh, are, are referring to another language, that doesn't. Oh, but the, but the point there though too is that, that doesn't mean it's the same. God is just a it's just a noun, and right. it's a very general noun, not a specific noun. So, so if someone says, "Your God is your money." That's what the Arabic Christians would say too. Your Allah is your whatever the Arabic word for cash money is. Right. So, right. Yeah. So, so the, the point is that that uh, um, that that when you start saying that this is who God is, and you're saying that this God is something other than what is revealed to us in Holy Scripture, um, namely, for example, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Uh, then you are already dealing with a first commandment issue and a second commandment issue, right? Um, and I think that'll take us to the break, so I can I can uh, think about this a little bit more uh, during right. the course of this break. If you want to receive, <laughs> sorry, if you want to receive Table Talk Radio text message alerts, uh, text message the word Table Talk altogether one word to the number six nine three zero two, and you'll be signed up for Table Talk Radio text message alerts. When we come back from this break, we're going to be entering the final segment to finish up playing Ten Commandments in the News. Don't go away. We're right back. G-U-A-C-A-M-O-L-E. Guacamole. 
Theologians for the price of none. Table Talk Radio will be right back. The Donate Now button at tabletalkradio.org is now open for your convenience. Through PayPal, you can make fast, secure, huge donations to the show. So visit our website and thanks for listening to Table Talk Radio. Who can turn a can into a cane? Who can turn a pan into a pain? It's not too hard to see, it's silent E. Who can turn a cub into a cube? Who can turn a tub into a tube? It's elementary for silent E. The world's worst bumper music. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. Welcome back. <laughs> who can who can turn a walk? Into a guacamole. <laughs> what else are you talking about? I'm just combining the two songs. Oh, well, don't do that. <laughs> All right. Uh, Ten Commandments in the News. I forgot to think about this. What article are we talking about again? <laughs> the uh, the uh, burning of the Koran and the burning of the uh, o- Obama statue. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You want some more details on this? Uh, no, no, no. I, I got this. Um, I think you're, I think you're dealing with a uh, a fifth commandment issue um, when uh, burning this Obama statue. Because I, th- I mean, what you're saying by burning this little what is it a statue or something? Effigy, they called it. Yeah, I'm looking at it. It's a it's like a red pants and a blue t-shirt stuffed with a newspaper. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I think it has a sure. Uh, so, I mean, so what they're saying is that we would like to do to you what we're doing to this representation of you. So, I mean, there's a fifth mm-hmm. commandment issue there. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think there's a sixth commandment. Uh, what else you got? Uh, that, that's my list. Senate Majority Leader Harry Reid on Sunday denounced Jones' trial. This is the, you know, the pastor who burned the thing. No, wait, wait. Is uh, it, this is the guy that, because he was the one that was bigger than news around uh, 9-11, uh, talking about doing a, a Quran burning, and I mean, it was all up in the news. So, did he? Yeah, yeah here up- it says Reverend Terry Jones, leader of the World Dove Outreach Center in Gainesville, Florida, put the Islamic holy book on trial and burned it in a videotape March 20th ceremony. Oh, okay. There you go. He did it. Okay. At least 20 people were killed and many more injured as a handful of violent protests broke out in Afghanistan between Friday and Sunday, and angry crowds were hearing chant, Death to Karzai and Death to America. Afghan President. Uh, Hamid Karzai called on Congress to condemn the burning. Harry Reid now is involved, which he described as a publicity stunt and said Congress would take a look at possible condemnation of the act. (laughs) Religious extremism in any form is wrong, said Reid in an appearance of CBS's Face the Nation. And certainly all these deaths are wrong. Huh. I think, now, I I don't know that that was probably... (laughs) Wisest thing to do is burn a Quran. But I do think it's interesting uh, to say this, that uh, – uh, well, let me just reverse it. What do you think would happen if uh, a bunch of people were threatening to, to burn a bunch of uh, Christian Bibles? Uh, I mean, no, no one's, no one's going to say, don't do it because they're going to start killing people. If, if you burn these Bibles, these Christians are going to go nuts and start killing people, so don't do it. Uh, but no, that, that's, that's what is happening in Islam, though. If you burn the Quran, people are going to 
react in violence. And so, but what this is, is showing us is that violent, violence is working. Um, that to have a, a, a violent reaction to something is actually stopping people from, from doing it as what they want. Now, whether or not it's wise to do that is, is another discussion. Um, but in the, in this country, the Islamic approach of, of reacting with violence is working. It's affecting how people react to the religion. Yes, that's right. In other words, fear, yeah. terror. Mm-hmm. That's bad. Uh, what else do you have from, from this? I want to know if, if, if we're in the here. end times. I looked up Bible burning, by the way. I want to know if we're in the end. Are we um, in the end? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. I've oh, got to talk about that. So I, I wrote something on the World Wide Wolf Mueller, which I know you're well aware of. <laughs> <laughs> I know that you Called, write things uh, the there. End is not yet. Because all these things uh, all these things happen, you know, uh, hey, Pastor, i got a question. You know, look, the world is being irradiated by Japan and the tsunami and uh, – and uh, and hey, we got a new war down in Libya. That doesn't seem so good. And there's earthquakes everywhere, and natural disasters, and man-made disasters. Is this the end? And the answer is, uh, no. They're just plain and simple, no. Because and now it could be the end, but if it's the end, it has nothing to do with with earthquakes and tsunamis and nuclear meltdowns and wars. They are totally disconnected. And here's the proof. Uh, Jesus says it on in Matthew 24, right when he's beginning his Olivet discourse. He says, uh, where's the verse here? I'll find it. Uh, Tell us when these things will be. And Jesus says, nation, uh, oh yeah, many will come in my name and say, I am the Christ, and they will lead many astray, and you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. And then look what Jesus says. See that you are not alarmed, for this must take place, but the end is not yet. Do you see that? I mean, this is so important. That's a, that the sign that, that the wars and rumors of wars is a sign that the end is not yet, that the end has not come. Jesus says it then again in the next verse. So that was Matthew 24, 4 to 6, then 7 and 8. Nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in various places. All these are just the beginning of the birth pains, not the end, the beginning of the birth pains. So that, so that, and we have to have this this uh, doctrine straight: is that Jesus can return at any time. He's not waiting for a Japanese nuclear power plant to melt down. I mean, that would mean that his return couldn't have been until just you know last week. No, he, uh, he, he the thing that's holding him back is his patience and love for lost humanity and nothing else. Uh, there, 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 there are no events that need to occur before Jesus comes back. And so seeing all the things that happen around us and saying, hey, hey, that means Jesus is coming. The answer is, no, no, that's wrong. That's a wrong way of looking at it. Jesus can come at any moment. Yeah. So uh, did I miss any commandments in this article? Um, burning, fifth commandment, first commandment, second commandment. Uh, f- the fourth commandment comes in there because you have military. You have uh, this guy now being brought up on trial. Oh, trial! That's the eighth commandment. So courtrooms, the court justice system is the eighth commandment. Uh, governments getting involved is the fourth commandment. Um, publicity stunt. That's an eighth commandment issue. Publicity thing. Yeah, I don't know. That sounds good to me. Okay, do you want to do another one? We have about, well, four minutes. Really? Yeah. How did we? Oh, 
Are you ready to be done? All right. We'll just call it early. Forget it. <laughs> just finish it. You guys can go home. Get this over with. <laughs> All right, here. Let's do another war one here. Uh, Brega, Libya. Libyan rebels on Monday took back much of the strategic oil town that has been repeatedly changed hand in weeks of battles with Muammar Gaddafi's forces along the nation's northern coast. There were bursts of artillery and shelling from Gaddafi's forces in the west as rebels pushed into eastern sections of the town. Women and children were seen fleeing Brega as the battle raged. New Brega is under control of our forces, and we are mopping up around the university, said Lieutenant Mufta Omar Hamas, Hamza, a former member of Libya's Air Force who has satellite phone and GPS around his neck. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, so, I mean, with... Uh, okay, so we, we have situations with uh, the Fifth Commandment of... Um, oh, what using using violence to what, what was the reference to the the women and children in there? Yeah, women and children were seen fleeing Brega as the battle raged. Yeah, so I mean, in the midst of violence, uh, so there's that. Um, also, but uh, I think we're dealing with a <laughs> a uh, uh, let's see if I get it. ninth let's see ninth commandment right. You should not covet your neighbor's oil field. Isn't that in there? Ox or donkey right. or or oil field? Is that? Yeah. I think that's in there. Yeah, you're, so your neighbor's house is uh, so that would be close. I mean, ninth or tenth commandment. There is some covetousness. Well, in fact, James says this. Why do you war because you want? Mm. Why do you want because you do not ask? That's a really interesting sort of thing. So that war almost always goes back to covetousness. Mm-hmm. That is very interesting. I mean, this is why it's so hard when the United States comes along and says, "Look, uh, we might come and fight this war, but we're just trying to help you out. We don't want, we don't want to steal stuff from you. We're not going to try to take your land over or anything." Uh, people don't believe them because from the in the history in the or the people don't believe us because in the entire history of the world, no one has fought wars just for altruistic reasons. There's always been some covetousness involved in it. So that's yep. really it's an interesting sort of thing, and I don't know about this Libya thing either. I, I, it seems to me like a a strange sort of thing. I mean, this is not a political show, but a theological show. And what we and what we're looking for, in fact, oh yeah, so that's what we should probably do instead of just me guessing about what I think about this stuff. Is how would you talk to someone w- when they see all this violence in the news? How do you uh, how would you bring across a little law and a little gospel? Well, I think that uh, what you brought up earlier, you can kind of use this as an apologetic to. Uh, ask the question. Ah, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> to ask the question. Uh, well, you know, with all of this going on, do you think that that there is an end of the world? Uh, when you can, when you can start bringing up the, this question of eschatology, you, you you bring the conversation to the realm of theology, and now you can start talking about God. Um, yeah, yeah. And and so and, and so when you see earthquakes uh, and, and war. This gives us opportunity to talk about law. That look, people are dying. Uh, terrible things are happening. Why is this? Uh, and, and maybe that can can bring about a conversation about about sin and death and and uh, how all these things ro- are rolled in together. Um, and then that that'll maybe offer an opportunity to talk about what Christianity offers apart from any other religion about that problem of of sin and death. And uh, that that Christianity. Uh, because of the the death and resurrection of Christ, has the answer for sin and death. Nice. I like it. Points? 200 points. 
Wait, is that for And the... 200 points for your answer. I'll give you a total of 400 points. All right. Don't spend and them all in one you place. You did not use the word enlightenment, so you come out with a big goose egg. <laughs> all right. Well, that's it for <laughs> us. Thanks worry. for listening to this edition of Table Talk Radio. I'm not worried because the points are like Evan's Lenten beard. <laughs> You've been listening to Table Talk Radio. The views expressed on this show are that of the hosts and do not reflect the views or opinions of this station. We would like your feedback on today's show. Call us toll-free, 1-800-385-SOLA. That's 1-800-385-SOLA. Or send us an email, questions at tabletalkradio.org. You can listen again to this show or any of our past shows on our website, tabletalkradio.org. Thanks for listening and tune in again next time to Table Talk Radio.